in likeness to 30. It's kind of cutting out there at the end. I didn't quite get the, the last of it there. There, you're coming back a little bit. It looks like she's muted. Oh, she's muted now. Okay, there you go. I did. I'm good. <laughs> we live in the middle of just the most beautiful nowhere. <laughs> on the planet so <laughs> sorry if i lose service mm -hmm. oh you're good but essentially how isaiah repeats 1 through 33 and then again 34 through 66 in oh. all my years of study that was a new huge eye-opening thing for me i'm super 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 excited to study some more awesome thank you is that where he said the first shall be last and the last will be first he said it was in chiasmic form was that it uh -huh. i think that that ties into everything though too doesn't it, it mm -hmm. just about everything that exists in the world yeah but i think he's because i learned something and that's that i need to get the book because i bought it on audible and okay. i've listened to it twice and i just need the book but <laughs> i remember him saying that that it was chiastic form and that the whole thing was first and last. And I just thought that was super cool too. And I think that's what you're talking about, Shamala. Yeah, for sure. There on uh, page 18 and 19, it, it talks about that, that seven part chiastic structure that it's like these two different chiasms and then you overlap them to, to really enhance it and, and learn uh, the deeper levels of, of comparing the two is very fun. As I was listening to this, I was thinking, it's taken Avraham Gileadi how many years to study and he's still learning new things? Like, <laughs> how are we going to learn? I just feel like I'm taking a drink out of a fire hydrant, right? Because it's like, there's no way I'll be able to cram everything in that he's learned. There's so much. And then it makes me think about the other scriptures. Like, you know, I know Isaiah is just, far above but just how much there is in all the prophets writing and the different layers and anyway it's just exciting but it's also overwhelming <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure well i know my book just came yesterday so i've only i'm not quite through the whole first chapter yet but mm -hmm. um i'm one that has avoided isaiah in the past <laughs> And so I don't know really anything about Isaiah. And so when I started reading, it made me just a little nervous. But as I got into it more and more, it just got me so super excited and wondering what I have been missing out on all these years, um, how personal it can get with, you know, climbing, climbing the ladder and, and how personal that is how personal, but, you know, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say, personal, but not personal, personal, but, you know, mm -hmm. with everyone else too. And anyway, it, I'm just really excited to be studying this and to have all of you to help me to learn because <laughs> I have a lot to learn. Yeah, I love studying this in a group because I've always been one to shy away from Isaiah. Um, I, I love symbolism. I love 
uh, deeper learning, but Isaiah is still just, whew. And so um, I am super excited to, to dive in with, with a group and, and help understand all of it. Um, so that brings me to my, my next question is, what are you personally looking to, to gain out of this go around of Isaiah, where we're going into Isaiah decoded and then the actual words of Isaiah? Uh, what are some, some thoughts of uh, what are you personally wanting out of it this time? Uh, whether it's uh, a, just a, a new understanding of it in general, or um, what specific insights are you kind of looking at it, going into it with? Uh, my question stems from like general conference. When we go into it with a question, uh, we can usually gain answers and, and things through that process. So um, just throwing that that out there, what are, are you wanting out of Isaiah this time? And uh, Sarah is, is raising her hand. Go ahead. Yes. I'm learning that new thing because I'm in Relief Society and see that often. <laughs> um, what I wanted, I, I kind of want to touch on what you had asked earlier, but also touch on this. Um, I loved the um, the Isaiah's ladder rather than the Jacob's ladder. I don't know a whole lot about the Jacob's ladder other than kind of what he teaches in the book, mm -hmm. but to, I just felt like there was so much compassion um, on the different stages. Like we really are on this ladder that sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down and it, it makes it a lot easier to deal with people's choices and recognize that they're just on this ladder that they can go up and down. And another thing he talked about was like, when we die, where we are on that ladder is where we get to start on our new journey. And I thought, you know, I mean, I, I know that our doctor and a lot of it, and I feel like it's sure, but sometimes I wonder if like when people have made poor choices and we think, oh, well, they're, they're done for because they were dumb and they gave up their, their exaltation. Who's to say they weren't on this ladder on the lower end because of just life experiences. And so I love the idea that they can still go up that ladder, right? Which we know is like, you know, the other degrees of glory anyways. But um, from what you asked on the second thing, um, I'm really hoping to gain more of that because I think oftentimes where my weaknesses is, is being so worried about like where everybody is on their ladder. And I'm like, you know, cause I'm kind of like, I want everyone to be on the same. I want everyone to be the same level. We're all joining, you know, we're all going up at the same time. We're all going together. And so I think through Isaiah, I'm going to learn that it's okay. And, and I love that, um, the author is very in touch with the fact that we are, this is the end times. And I think that, you know, even just having that conversation with that author of the Abraham, it was kind of like, he's like, yeah, I guess like maybe it'll end, you know, but we're all like, it's going to end. Like we know it. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward to. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Yeah. And, and Shamala. Hi, I am looking forward to finding out more depth as to why Nephi painstakingly inscribed so much of Isaiah into second Nephi and then continued like I think Jacob even continued doing that and then Christ himself when he was visiting the Nephites specifically said 
out of all the prophets that existed, out of everything that had been written, that we are to study the words of Isaiah. So for me, it just seriously hits home. Not only was it, you know, I'm sure did Nephi's hands bleed in writing those words again mm -hmm. that were already written, but for Christ himself to bring it up separately and say that these are specifically for us, it's absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And then Libby? I've always just thought, um, how hard it will be in the last days to stay in the boat and to, to follow um you know to just to stay in and I always thought well that just sounds easy you know like I have my testimony and I, I keep my covenants and I follow the prophet and like that just didn't I couldn't see how that would be hard but recently I've just been seeing oh this is we haven't even hit anything yet and it's already feeling hard like I can see now why this, how this could get a little bit tricky. Um, but just reading like this ladder and seeing um, like why that is and, and how, you know, how it's important and how it's for our benefit to have the struggles um, that it's actually, it, it's, a, it's a gift and a blessing to be able to make these, these hard choices. So. I just felt like it gave purpose to some of the suffering and some of the hard choices that um, we will get to face. Yeah, thank you. So um, as for, for me, I find that this time going through, I wanna feel like Nephi did, uh, kind of going with what uh, Shamla was saying that um, he delighted in the plainness. And, you know, I, I, I like I said, I, I figure myself pretty good with symbolism and, and, and scholarly things, but um, at, at the same time, Isaiah is way over my head. Like I, it is not plain and, and, and precious to me yet. And so um, I, I was really thinking about that uh, specifically today. I was just really pondering on, on that message there of why was it plain? And why when he asked Laman and Lemuel what they were missing, why wasn't, why weren't they getting it? Uh, etc. And so I, I was really going through that, that process there of, well, why didn't Laman and Lemuel get it? Why am I not getting it? And how am I like Laman and Lemuel right now? Is it strictly because I haven't asked the Lord? And, and what do I want to bring to, I, I guess that's my question. Uh, not so much what do I want out of Isaiah, it's what am I going to be willing to bring to Isaiah this time around? A am I going to pray for, for visions and answers? Am I going to uh, pray for, uh, like Nephi did, uh, the, the vision of, of the tree of life like his father had? Is the Lord willing to give that to me? Is my faith sufficient in order to, to receive such knowledge and, and blessings, etc.? And so that's just kind of where my mind was was headed. Do I have faith enough to understand Isaiah this time around? And what am I willing to bring? Uh, it, it, it rocked my world today. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, that that principle of I'm I'm on the tip of something. I, I I can feel it. I can I can sense that my my wisdom is going to to deepen. And uh, I'm so grateful for for this book and uh, a group to study with in order to to enhance and, and grow uh, along with everyone. Um, 
So let's go with Althea and then Darlene. I'm just, it's Alethea. Alethea? Oh, yeah, I have been pronouncing okay. it wrong this whole time. <laughs> that's okay. I was like, do I say anything? Do I not? I'm used to Alethea. it my whole life. And then with the last name Galki, you know. <laughs> no, I just, you know, I've always had these thoughts. I ponder a lot. Um, I've, I've always been interested in end time things. I've read a lot. And it wasn't until 2015, I was talking to my friend on Facebook and I actually had never met her. I met her on Facebook and um, she says, oh, let me add you to some groups. And that was the first time I realized I wasn't alone. Like I thought I was the only one. But then as I started learning from everyone, I was astounded. I'm like, you're doing what? You did what? Like I didn't know that there were greater and higher things to reach for. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like when I heard what everybody else was doing. So I think from Isaiah, number one, I want to, I want to learn, learn more. Like what, when president Nelson says, reach for your privileges, I've kind of been learning some really cool things. The Lord's been teaching me about that. Um, and then I want to learn more about that, that ascension and I don't know. Do I want to learn about the descension? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's common. laughs> I know, but I just, I want to learn that. And I want to feel like Isaiah is one of the most simple prophets, right? Isn't that what, what um, we're told is he's one of the most simple and plain and simple. And I want to feel like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So Darlene and then Stefan. I just wanted to say, and I don't know if it's in this chapter, because I've read a couple ahead, but the whole beauty of the, I, is the idea of this ladder is that we are to be reaching down and helping others up to the level that we are. And then the people that are uh, on the rung that's higher than us are reaching down and so we're we're reaching down and helping and then others are helping us and it's just a a beautiful pattern there mm -hmm. i think that's what zion's about is that like what president nelson said with ministering right yeah i love that darling thank you mm -hmm. for sure all right stefan Sorry, trying to mute myself here. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked a, a couple of things. And one of the reasons why I want to do this is uh, to learn more about how Isaiah saw the last days. Because I think more than anything, he's probably one of the better books that we're going to read to be able to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, I love the fact that it gives us a secret on page 21. Well, he says in the very act of giving up our own will in order to do God's will, we achieve our highest goal. I thought that was like really cool. And then he also later on talks about um, you're either, and, and I thought of President Nelson on this, you know, he's trying to get us actively engaged, right? And, and being able to really 
dig deep and have these abilities to to commune with God. And Isaiah even brings that out as to that ability of us to, to do that and and to um, be with him. But it says you're either at uh, page 34. You're either actively involved in overcoming evil or the evils of those times will overcome us. And I think that's what President Nelson's trying to tell us is with everything that's coming, and trust me, it's not going to be pretty. If you're on the right path and you're doing the right things, you'll see miracles. So I love that part of it. And I'm just really excited about the fact that that we have the ability to obtain salvation and exaltation as we go through these last days. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. So, um, I don't know, I kind of want to head right into the, the idea of composites really quick before we uh, start discussing uh, most of the chapter. Um, composites was kind of a foreign concept to me before Isaiah decoded. Like, I knew them, but I didn't know that I knew them. And so I just wanted to, to share this uh, insight that uh, I was having an epiphany, but in no way am I trying to like say that this is how it is. But um, let's, let's take a look at our temple films, for example. And why do we have four different versions? Is it just so that we don't get bored? Because it's the same script and we all know how it ends. So why have it in four different versions? And so um, it was explained to me somewhere through the grapevine, I don't even know, I think it was someone from Education Week found my mom or something, but they said, make sure to look at each of the different characters and compare them against each other. So take a look at all four Eves and then put them together. And I didn't quite catch on what that principle was until I was reading about the composites here in Isaiah Decoded, that when you're trying to describe the antichrist for example there's just no words to to describe the magnificence and the the utter craziness that that is the antichrist right and so you're trying to describe it in the best words that you can and so you start pulling from from language that you know and so uh, diving back into the the temple films so when we take a look at Satan, for example, which, which one is most like Satan? Is it film A that's the over-theatrical Michael Ballum? Or is it the, the film C where it's your best friend that you're, uh, you're kind of buddy-buddy with? Or is it film B that's the little sniveling weasel? Or film D that's the stoic, monotone, scary dude? Like, which one is it? What does Satan actually look like? It's all of them put together. That's the idea of composites. You take one character that amplifies one specific aspect of his character and play it to its max. And that way you can see the full extent of one of those characteristics. And then you add it to another actor's representation and put that in it. And pretty soon you have this composite of everything that Satan is and what to look for because he can morph and change and and beguile in subtle ways for different people at different times and different scenarios and so that idea of composites was really huge to me with isaiah decoded here as we are looking for end time scenarios it it mimics lots of previous scenarios 
as we see Antichrist coming on, onto the, the world stage at the end times, it, it mirrors a lot of the previous Antichrists. And then we see the, uh, the Davidic servant in, in the last days, and it mirrors a lot of the, um, the types of Christ that, that have come throughout the years, these, these heroes or role models. And so that was huge for me. And um, I just wanted to, to see what all you guys learned about this, this idea of composite images and how that plays into the last times. Have you seen those principles and characters already playing out? Or are we yet to see some of those? And another dovetailing question off of that is, who are you a composite for? So I'd just like to, to hear from you and, and get your feedback on, on composites and all of that idea. Crickets, I like it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're making us think. <laughs> yeah, I had never even thought of that. I didn't even realize that was like something to look for. I'm I here in Texas before COVID, uh, there was only two videos that we, you know, they switched from. So as far as these other two you're talking about, I'm not even oh, sure. Oh, they're all really great for their own reasons. <laughs> right. I'm sure. And now that you've pointed it out, I'm like, oh, I need to be going to the temple in Utah or something or <laughs> Idaho, but I'm going to definitely look for that. That's this is why I love book club because there's things that I wouldn't even thought of. Yeah, for sure. So um, as we've studied uh, Abraham, in what ways was he a composite for, for Christ? Or um, a, we, we often talk in types and shadows, etc. Um, but this new word of, of composite uh, is very interesting to, to point us toward um, other people. Yeah, Shamala. He's a composite for Christ, the way I see it, because he was an A. Um, had to sacrifice his son or was asked at least if he'd be willing to sacrifice his son even though he didn't it wasn't necessary to carry that out and also um, that he follows in in Michael or Adam's pattern um, which is being the father he's the father of all Israel so it goes Michael and then Gabriel and then Raphael um, those some of those three main prophets or angels in the scriptures or archangels whatever you want to call them um but michael was the father of all living and christ is right he we are to be born again as his children right and and to be heirs of his kingdom and abraham falls in suit with that also um, abraham aka uh, gabriel falls in line with that so i think that's super awesome i'm sure there are other things too but that's what comes to mind right off the top mm -hmm. yeah thank you go ahead is it unmuted mm -hmm. um along with shamala's comments those were great i also thought of um abraham like the mother hen who gathers her chicks like christ he wherever he was it sounded like he tried to gather and teach and preach Zion and he was trying to gather people and teach them so that they could come unto Christ and I just that was really something interesting for me to learn about Abraham I loved it mm -hmm. yeah thank you 
All right. So, um, wait, can I ask a question? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a little different, but was was that Darlene? I can't remember who talked about the knowledge that we gain in this life, then we get to, or was that you, Sarah, that we move on in the next life starting from that point? So I've, the Lord's been teaching me some things and I'm just kind of stuck on that right now. So do you think that we started in this life from where we were in the pre-existence? Or do you think that we've forgotten a little bit of where we are and we're trying to catch up a little bit? You know, I'm thinking of people like John Johnson who found the Book of Mormon in South Africa and his family left him because he started two Book of Mormon churches and was waiting to get the priesthood. And here he was holding these churches and never baptized. Nobody was baptized. And then was told to listen to the ham radio, had that impression to listen to the ham radio. And he heard that the, the um, you know, he'd been writing Salt Lake and they just kept saying, wait. And then he heard the announcement that all worthy men could have the priesthood and he became the first bishop and then eventually the first state president in South Africa. But he started at a different point in this life because he didn't have the gospel. So I don't know. I, you know, I was born a member of the church and I don't know if the rest of you were, but it makes me wonder, do we start a little bit lower and need to rise up more? Like, do we descend lower than that? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I just want to get some thoughts on that because I'm that's kind of something I've been, it kind of falls with what I've been learning and I'm kind of stuck on that right now. So I just want to get some input. A couple of thoughts is one is, you know, I've, my own patriarchal blessing as well as others have said that the blessings you have in this life are a result of your life before, but that's not to say we're better than other people because some people may have made the choice to go to a more difficult situation for the need there. But I also think about the parable of the laborers and how some came at the beginning of the day and offered a full day's pay. Some came in the middle of the day, got a full day's pay. Some showed up an hour before you quit time and got a full day's pay. And the savior doesn't matter where we start or where we're at in the ladder. We have the ability to progress and progress rapidly if we're willing and get full pay regardless of when we started. But do you think that we came like, like this John Johnson, who I just think is amazing. He obviously came to a difficult circumstance. Maybe he volunteered for that. I don't know. And I don't think every member of the church was also, I think sometimes people were strategically placed who were maybe struggling a little bit in the pre-earth life. But when we come here, do you think, think that we have still that same knowledge or that same spiritual or do we have to do you see what I'm saying have to back up and start over not start over but like we have to grow into a remembrance maybe that's what I'm trying does that make sense good way to say maybe it. yeah mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes I think also there's things we have come with like I just have some basic core beliefs about getting ready for the last days Nobody ever taught me. And now it's what people are all talking about. But I felt that way for 20 years. And so I think there's some things that we just kind of come with. But that wasn't, that wasn't 
my spiritual growth net necessarily. I don't know. I'm just wondering, do we have to, do we kind of descend below that and relearn and have to climb up higher again? Or do we, I don't know. Yeah. Just wait for chapter three. I think it'll answer most of your questions. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm just jumping ahead, but that's because the Lord's been teaching me some really cool things. And that's what's, I thought I had come to the end of my learning on it, but mm -hmm. now you guys have me thinking and I'm like, no, I don't think I finished learning this, you know, pulling that thread. And I thought I had finished pulling it and maybe I'm mm -hmm. not done yet. It's pulling out another thread, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and I love this idea that Isaiah's letter isn't just for this life, it pertains to the life after, the life before, that we're uh, expanding the vision in, in progress and, and growth and, and even the, the retroactivity of the atonement itself, that uh, the, the atonement covers the sins that we made in the pre-existence as well as um, uh, for, for the rest of time kind of thing, that um, we have so many blessings from the atonement and and this progression is is huge um as as we're ascending and descending as it talks about and it, i can't remember if it's chapter three or chapter four actually but um whatever chapter it is on uh, jacob slash israel um that's where it talks about that everyone is basically born on that level of the ladder and then we uh, ascend or descend from there but there's many different categories and, and styles within that Jacob slash Israel category. But when we start getting into um, the idea of fairy tales and the composites of fairy tales, um, I, I think that's what comes to mind is like, oh, that would be a perfect answer. But I won't rob you of that because I want to see what you think on your own <laughs> when, when you get to that uh, stage of the book. It'll be fun. But yeah, so um, a couple of different chats. So Shamala says that, uh, yes, but toy, uh, today's world is special. We, we did fall back some more than others as part of the agreement. And then Joanne says that we all have specific missions. Of course, we came from different gifts and talents. Then agency plays into all of that. Yeah. See, I, I love this discussion. Uh, it brings about lots of different new ideas and, and, and concepts and, and things from, from everybody else's study. I love that. Um, so just kind of throwing it out there, um, mostly as an introspective question. I don't really expect answers on this unless you really want to. But what, after kind of getting a, a quick glance at Isaiah's Ladder to Heaven, what rung of the ladder do you see yourself currently? And to what level do you want to ascend? Um, this is from the Isaiah Made Simple book. Um, there's a section on, on this specifically. And it, it, it asks those three questions. Uh, what level are you on currently? What level do you want to ascend to? And what laws are on each level that you have yet to obey in order to ascend? And I thought that that was very interesting as I'm trying to uh, study uh, divine law, et cetera, just like President Nelson has, has invited us to do and, and is an example of studying divine law. Like, I, you know, I'm just eager to ascend, like, obviously, but it's not like the corporate ladder that it mentions here in the book. This is all about ascending because 
you are turning your will over to to the Lord so that he can do something greater with you than, than you can do by yourself. So there's specific laws on each level in order to ascend and and become uh, an instrument in his hand, for, for lack of a better word. Um, I, I found that very interesting as we're, we're going through. What laws are on each level? Where am I at currently and where do I want to go? And, and what's the roadmap like? Uh, it, it's a new paradigm shift for me that, that there's more possibilities here where we're living much below our privileges purely because sometimes we get stuck in our own ruts of disbelief. And, and when we start having faith and letting that faith grow and swell within us, it's like, oh, I can do that. I've got this. I just have to learn to love God and only love God and then love my fellow man as I love myself. And then things start escalating from there. It, anyway, it, <laughs> this chapter just like blew my mind. There's so many different uh, paradigm shifts. I'm, I'm constantly just rotating and um, my head's just spinning from, from all of these things like, oh man, there's so much more possibility here and it doesn't have to take eternity to get there. Like the Lord is ready to come to us as soon as we're ready to come to him. I, I loved that principle here. Um, but yeah, what, what are other people's thoughts? Where else do you want to go in the chapter, et cetera? I was thinking about uh, when I read about the ladder, I was thinking about my daughter who's on a mission coming home next month and how she has been as a missionary and, and um, how as, you know, as guys, you become on your mission, sometimes DLs and ZLs or APs or whatever, and you really serve those around you and how that works on this ladder. And Hopefully, sometime people even think that you're somewhat angelic, right, um, as a missionary. And then I thought, you know, for those who really love their missions, they they really put their heart and soul into it. And then you come home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and so she's asking me, you know, basically the last time we talked, she said, so how do I keep this up? I don't want to lose this. I want to be able to stay at this level. And I was thinking about, I don't know if that's me or not. Um, I was thinking about, um, you know, what, where are we at, uh, more particularly, where am I at? Where do I want to go? And then I started thinking, oh my goodness, you know, there's certain things that I could do to really improve. So that was really insightful for me just to look at that. Yeah. Thank you. Just taking notes. Got so many sticky notes all over my desk from these, <laughs> these different group chats. Does anyone else find it like challenging? We have five, our youngest is 20. And like when they all came home at, for Christmas and they were all here and now we have grandchildren and married and some of the things they wanted to do, it was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And so I find it even hard, like, a, I don't want to say hard, a challenge, like being a part of the family. Like, I don't want to lose that family relationship, but even sometimes it's hard just being that in the world, but not of the world, even just in the, in the family setting, you know, or, 
you know, just doing things with my daughter that she wants to do. And it's like, oh, okay, but I'd rather be doing this, mm -hmm. right? Whatever. Do you guys have a challenge with that and balancing? Yeah, I, I know I sure do. <laughs> like it, it's interesting how the Lord puts us in relationships. Is that in this chapter? I can't even remember, but he puts us in relationships so that we can grow and ascend. And often they're unequally yoked for that specific purpose. So that one's pulling up and, and, and the next one, as soon as that one rises, like for better or for worse principle, right? And uh, we find it with uh, our, our church members and callings and, and wards. We find it with marriage, and children, etc. Um, and then extending beyond to uh, Christ as the, the bridegroom and uh, us as the church, we're so unequally yoked, yet there, there's always that, um, that pull and nudge and, well, let's do this instead, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, I, I, but yeah, I, I find that very much within my uh, own family, just like, oh man, I, I'm not there, but I, I want to help you, but I still want to be part of your family. I want to spend time with you, kind of a thing. Uh, ever since with COVID, my business kind of tanked. And so I have to work construction with my brother, have to work. Uh, it's a joy to work construction with my brother and his thumping 80s rock music that drives me absolutely insane. But at the same time, I've never been um, closer to him, I've been able to connect with him. And uh, sometimes the Lord has been teaching me uh, for me personally, I'm not saying that this is a general principle or anything, but that it's okay to be in Babylon for a second in order to, to help him grow spiritually kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I mean, the Lord is like leading me out of Babylon in many other ways, but he's like forcing me back into Babylon in this specific way with this person kind of a thing. That was a paradigm shift for me because I was like, oh my gosh, I hate my life. <laughs> and then I started seeing the blessings uh, flow from it um, and and the Lord's hand and everything. Uh, he leads and guides us along, but um, sometimes we're, we're placed in Babylon, uh, you know, much like Daniel or, or Ezra, Nehemiah, etc. Sometimes we're, we're taken into Babylon, even though we're, we're righteous folk, and yeah, in order to be in a position to raise others kind of thing. Um, oh, lots of hands. Awesome. So we've got, uh, I'm just going to go across this top of my screen. So Cindy, Joanne, and then Roseanne. Well, I just had a thought before you said all that, and you kind of said what I was thinking, but... <laughs> no, which, is, which is okay. But, uh, you know, I just thought maybe when we are put in those situations where we don't really feel as comfortable and we feel like maybe we're descending a little uh, maybe that is when we need to descend to help those others to come up to our level um or to ascend you know so anyway that that's kind of the thought that i had that that uh heavenly father i'm sure puts us in those situations so we can help others to grow and to learn so that's kind of what you said too, but <laughs> much more eloquent. Thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. And Joanne. Oh, sorry. You're muted. Okay. There we go. I love those perspectives. Um, obviously 
we're all in this class because we crave this learning. We, we want to gain more knowledge. We want to ascend on the ladder, but everyone around us isn't in that same, I mean, they're not in that same mind frame. And, and so I think there is a lot of give and take. And I have tried to really, and sometimes some days are, are a lot harder than others, but I've tried to really just love where I'm at. If, if, um, you know, my husband likes to watch movies and I think it's such a waste of time. I want to study. I want to, you know, read or, but, but I, I've been watching the chosen with him. So, and that was, that's something I enjoy. It's not that I don't enjoy movies, but there's not a lot of good movies out there. And I feel like it's a waste of time. I want to spend my time. So I think, you know, more of us in this group are like that, but we have to learn to love where we're at. Just mm -hmm. like you guys said, you know, we, we can serve others. And, and when we're doing it out of love, it's something, it's not a have to, we want to help this person. We want to serve over here. We want to be with this person, you know, whether it's family or friend or neighbor, so we can, we can lift them and, or, and every, we have something to learn from everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So try to just learn from every situation, I guess. Sometimes that's hard when yeah. we're around people that don't have the same frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you very much. And then Roseanne? Yeah, thank you for bringing this up. Um, was it Alethea who did that first? But because I've had similar thoughts, I'm on this track where I just hunger and thirst and for righteousness and just want so much to understand more deeply and keep learning. I feel like I don't even, I feel like I don't know hardly anything still, but I want to learn as much as I can, but I'm the only member of my family that's in, that's like that. They're all faith, you know, they're pretty much all faithful and doing their best, but um, I have had that thought. Uh, same thing. What, a, what am I, <laughs> what is going to be the future? Um, it, it, am I going to go alone wherever I'm supposed to go? Because I, I don't know what if those around me don't understand what I understand, will they be taught really quickly? We, we know, well, or will, I don't know. It's just, it's, I've had that thought a lot. And so I appreciate the, bringing it up and talking about it because it is an interesting um, situation to be in. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Libby says that it's also a test or, or challenge to be humble and non-judgmental of others, at least for her. And, and I find that very well because I, I kind of go through these like stages of, of grief or denial or whatever you have it. Like sometimes I'm just so frustrated that um, people choose to, to do whatever they do. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, Are, I'm, I'm judging them pretty harshly. I, I should be loving them more. And then I, I go to like the full on love stage. And then pretty soon I'm accepting Babylon a little bit more each day kind of thing. It's like, there's this yo-yo effect of, oh man, this is, this is really hard to, to descend in order to bring other people up without getting trapped in the mire yourself and <laughs> when working your way out kind of 
principle. I anyway, it, it's very interesting uh, how that process works. But that's part of the whole test of, of uh, humiliation before exaltation, uh, over and over and over again, uh, in helping other people ascend. Uh, likewise, ascending yourself. Um, so let's go, Darlene, and then Shamu. Okay. <clears throat> Am I on right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't help but think when we're talking about it, descending, ascending, and everything uh, about the Savior. He descended below all things so that he could help us. So there's something to this descending thing that we need to do. We need to be somewhat, you know, to help others. And because he's our example and look where he is on the top of the ladder there. So he ascended back up. So yeah, he's the only one that descended and reascended perfectly. And it is our pattern for how to do it kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. And then Shamla. Thank you. Um, I think the easy way for each of us to find out the answer is just to pray and ask did I descend in some way also? And am I on the right path to ascend as well? Um, just to, I guess, speak to that. And then with Roseanne, um, Cameron, you hit on it really well after she had finished. But the question that came to my mind is, would you, would each of us be willing to go alone? If that's the case, are you willing to go alone? Um, my husband and I and six of our seven kids just sold our home on a prompting and moved to a different state, moved away from Utah, moved away from our family, moved away from everything we knew, moved away from solid jobs, moved away. And the Lord didn't even give us a city that we were supposed to go to, yeah. just a state that kind of felt right. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it got to the point one night that I literally was... I got in the vehicle to leave alone um, so that it super hit home and it wasn't an easy thing but you're right that some of us may very well be called to make those choices are we willing to go alone and literally deny everyone and everything else just to do the Lord's will so super great question Rosanna or yeah Rosanna I hope that that helps I don't know if my story will help anybody but um, but yeah, we're still kind of moving house to house in rentals that don't exist <laughs> and being led one day at a time by the Lord in order to find out what his will is for us. So hang in there. Um, and yeah, hopefully that will lead you on your path and trust the Lord. He's the one that's got all the answers. Um, so yeah, turn to him as much as we can to find, find his will for you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So Alethea says that uh, when I get frustrated, I just keep reminding myself that the Lord accepts me just where I am at and need to give him the same grace to others. Just love them where they're at, et cetera. And that's so true. Uh, let's go with Sarah. Sorry, it took me a minute to mute myself. I loved what um, the last girl said is Shamilia. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, I've had experiences like that. And um, we just actually got done building a, a house that we have no idea how it all came together. And 
we, when we came to Texas, we, same thing. We had no idea where we were going. Buckle up and say, okay, this is what I feel like me to do. And he, he, those are the best, like going through it, going through it, but like being on the end of it, it's like, I would do it again because you rely wholly on the Lord. And I, that's why I'm kind of like looking forward to the, these end times because we too often rely on our own hands and on, on our own abilities. And I'm looking forward to, I might be eating my words here, but I am, I'm looking forward to the time where we can rely on the Lord for everything because he's always, it's always better. It's always more of a growth. And I, I really believe that every single one of us here tonight will be ascending up because um, we are, you know, yeah, we might be down a little bit, but because of our desires and the willingness that we have, you know, but one thing I wanted to mention after, I think it was your mom that mentioned about, or someone that about Jesus coming and knew, knowing that he had to descend. And I think that's, we all know we have to descend, right? We came to earth. We, we made the ultimate descent, descension, just like Jesus in a way, but we have to have that faith just like he did, that it was only temporary and that it had a purpose. And that we're picking up as we're down and we're helping up. But he knew that there would be angelic help to, uh, you know, help us up or others who are active angels to help lift us up that ladder. And it just kind of clicked with me as she was saying that, that of course, if we want to become like him, we've got to do something similar, which is come down and then have the expectation that we are doing the Lord's will or our father's will by being here and that we will of course make it back up. And I think that that's that positive, you know, like knowing that we can do all things through Christ and that ultimately our father wants us all back. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, I'm trying to find which chapter it is. So chapter six, you're, you're basically just wrapped up chapter six in a nutshell. We don't even have to study it anymore. <laughs> I love it. Um, so <clears throat> let's see, just kind of one last uh, topic, I, I guess, to, to talk about here is the ideas on page 28 and 29 of the, the linear structure versus synchronous structure, domino effect, etc., where um, it took many centuries for all of these composites to play out and the things that Isaiah is writing about, they're very much linear, yet they all happen all at once in the end time, or at least in a very short period of time. It's interesting how, how time compounds itself with all of these types that as we um, really work at, at unpacking all of the composites, we we get to see them play out very quickly in, in the end times. And aren't we seeing that, you know, with the, uh, the seven year timelines, et cetera, where we kind of all kind of came together and became friends, but um, that, that things are ramping up very quickly and, and who knows the exact timeline because everything's fluctuating opinions daily. But um, as we see Ezra's Eagle play out, as we see the antichrist come on, on stage, as we see this, uh, uh, end time servant, the, the Davidic servant, uh, come onto stage. Like 
all of these things are going to go really quickly. Um, but isn't that so masterful of Isaiah to, to write the linear structure and the synchronous structure at the same time uh, and, and, and in chiastic fashion, etc.? Like, there are so many different levels and layers and, and perspectives. Um, if anyone's uh, uh, seen recently, like that, the six blind men of, of Indostan, where um, one of them's grabbing the tail and one of them's grabbing the, the trunk or the tusk or the ear. Um, we're all seeing different parts, but yet when we see things from all of these different angles, like Isaiah is seeing these things or Nephi, any of the, the great prophets that have seen the panoramic vision, we start to see the, the full picture and um, what what's coming kind of a thing. I, I find it so interesting that um, how all of this is playing out and how blessed or, or what responsibility there is for us being in these last times to see this play out, to, to be able to help out, to, uh, to be awakened, especially this last year, and to uh, rise to the, to the potential so that we can bring people to safety whenever we're called upon to do so. I, I love that principle. So just uh, catching up on, on chats here. Um, uh, with Rossanne, I think it's the first one that I missed. Okay, so Rossanne says, thank you. I have thought about that possibility and I'm praying I don't have to go alone. I think my hubby will be by my side no matter what. And then Kirstie says, my husband isn't really active. And while that is extremely hard, I've come to understand that really loving people for where they're at and doing all that we can to see them through Christ's eyes is extremely powerful for everyone involved. I've realized that as I descend on the ladder to meet him out of love and through Christ, I feel so much closer to God and higher on the ladder. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then Stefan says that I wonder if if this is how Heavenly Father is. And yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's amazing to, to think on, on this ladder here, um, how, how God has went through all of this in his own world, et cetera, and um, is now looking at us, his little chicks. I, I think somebody referenced that, that hen gathering your chickens principle earlier, but um, is just looking at us as all of these different children all over the ladder, and uh, we're all trying and, and growing, and, and he set up this perfect structure so that we can all help each other minister. Um, later on in the book, it, it talks about how we're, we're mostly getting ministered to by the level just above us. We don't get ministered to by uh, Heavenly Father or Christ himself yet, but um, as we ascend, we start getting ministered to by people just ahead of us or, or just above us on, on this ladder kind of thing. And likewise, we, we then um, start pulling people up. Uh, with us, and we are their ministering brethren and sisters, I, I guess you say. So in, in reality, this whole ministering program that um, we have retired the, the old ways with is, is so much um, a, a fruitful implementation of Isaiah's ladder that, that was in effect with, with Enoch City, Melchizedek City, any time that, that Zion's been built this ministering principle has 
has played out in its perfection. And, and here we're called upon to do the same thing. I, I love that principle there. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> we're kind of out of time. Any uh, last thoughts? We're, I'm going to go uh, really quickly to uh, some, some housekeeping items kind of thing, and then we'll come back for last thoughts on, on the chapter. So so there's lots of new um, words and themes and uh, uh, things throughout uh, Isaiah. And the Isaiah Institute has really handy flashcards with all of these concepts and, and things to memorize. Um, I understand that not everybody wants to, to buy those and, and things, but they are available on the Isaiah Institute website. And um, if we study 10 words each week, we'll be able to, to get through all of them by the time that we're, we're done kind of studying uh, Isaiah this way. So I have a, a list of all those on the Learning Zion website, as well as, uh, I'll paste a link in the, the chat right now. Um, I, I study my flashcards digitally, almost always on the Chegg Prep app. And so I'm just going to show that really quick. Um, do that on my phone. All right. So the Chegg Prep app is a, a great place to, to do flashcards. And so I've created a deck that I'm going to add 10 new words to each time, each week that we're, we're studying together. So I have my first 10 cards here. And uh, when you click on, on practice the cards, um, it gives you the term and then gives you the, uh, the thing to memorize about each term. So you can click that you got it, or you can click that uh, you want to keep refreshing that one. So when you're done with uh, reviewing your, uh, your set, your batch, or whatever, uh, it'll give you a score, and then um, here at the top, you can, uh, if you want to study all of them, or if you want to study all the ones that you didn't get, so that you uh, start narrowing those down, etc. Anyway, it's a great way to study the these key terms, and I've created this deck, and we can just study ten at a time. Um, it, it's available there or on the the Learning Zion website um, for the the group that that's on there for for this class. Um, any, any questions on that or how to access it? Uh, it's Chegg Prep. That link will take you to, to download that app and then uh, access that specific deck of mine there. Um, so yeah, we're just going to go one chapter a week. So uh, next week is, is chapter two. We're diving at the, the bottom of Isaiah's ladder uh, into to perdition there. Uh, but we'll, we'll rise right out of it. <laughs> but there's lots of fun things to, to learn in there, uh, even though it is uh, uh, the part of the, the ladder we don't really want to go to necessarily. Um, but yeah, so just kind of coming back for, for last thoughts on this chapter. Anything that we, we missed that you'd really like to, to hit on before we end for the night? Or any final testimonies or thoughts that you'd like to share? I have a question actually about, I know you don't, you probably, I don't know if you're the one that um, put together that book club thing for tomorrow uh, oh, for no, his book. It, it wasn't me at all. That's just something that the Isaiah Institute is doing. And, okay. and I, 
announcing it. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on attending? And if so, like, do you think? Yeah. Okay. So, I, so was I? Is it? Is he just going to talk about his book? I think so. Yeah. So they have book clubs that are available that you can join and stuff that are are led by by specific proctors and stuff from the Isaiah Institute. Um, and I think that what he's doing is just kind of uh, being a, a guest speaker for all of those book clubs kind of put together mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be like participation or anything. I think it's mostly just going to be him uh, talking about some frequently asked questions, etc. from Isaiah Decoded, but I don't know. It, that, that's a new one. I haven't seen him do that before. Okay. Wait, where is this? I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. So on Facebook, the Isaiah Institute Facebook page, uh, you go on there and it's going to be live streamed on the, the Facebook uh, group there. So uh, let me find it real quick. Keep talking. I'll find the link and, and put that in the chat as well. All right, there is the link to the Facebook group for the Isaiah Institute. Uh, it's a very great place. Uh, like Rodolfo is, is constantly posting some, some great information and, and charts and, and things that he's learning as he's going along. He's kind of the, the tech expert for the Isaiah Institute. And, and he'll probably be the one that accepts you as you uh, add yourself to that group. Another thing I don't know if y'all know about, but he also has a podcast and it's called Excellent Podcast. Uh, Book of Mormon. Uh, do you know what it's called, Cameron? Uh-huh. I think it's Book of Mormon Prophecy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I just listened to the first one tonight um, about like his testimony. What an like I already kind of yeah. knew about him just from the book, but just hearing his voice and hearing his testimony, it's it's pretty powerful. It's so neat. I just, I'm really excited to study. I don't know if you've read any of his other books, but they're amazing. Like the Kings and Queens. Like I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. man, I got I can study these all year <laughs> long and still not get everything that he talks about. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had the opportunity a few years ago to go hear him speak and it was just amazing. Yeah, He's such, he's such a humble man. And so Boy, his brain is right there. All right. I think I've got all of those put up there. I accidentally sent one as a direct message, but uh, fixed it for me. Thank you. Um, but yeah, um, that's going to be tomorrow night at, when did it say? At 7 p.m. Mountain Standard or Mountain Daylight. Um, that's going to be his um, special guest appearance, whatever you want to call it, a uh, special podcast talking about this book, Isaiah Decoded. So yeah, I, <laughs> a lot of people were kind of tongue-in-cheek asking me like, oh, are you going to get the author for our book club this time? And I was like, nope, it's already done. There you go. <laughs> it's a little early. We haven't studied the book yet, but <laughs> it'll be a, a great introduction. Uh, to Avraham. But yeah, that podcast of his uh, linking Isaiah with the Book of Mormon chapters, um, very insightful. It covers lots of those key themes and uh, things there. But yeah, anything else before we close out for the night? 
anyway thank you all for for an awesome discussion i love studying with with everyone it, it just brings so much to to my mind to the table to uh, really amp up my my week it, it's awesome so is um hopefully uh this wednesday is working out for most people if not email me and we'll get you taken care of with one of the sunday groups or, or something there but um, I, I do record these. Uh, they're going to be unlisted on YouTube. And if you ever need um, one, like you, if you miss a week or whatever, you can hop on one of the other groups or uh, I can give you the link to, to view the recordings. And, and those are, you're more than welcome to, to share those with, with other people that, that might be interested. I'm not going to put them as public videos on YouTube uh, just to respect everyone's privacy. But, but yeah. All right. Well, if Thank you. <laughs> yep. We'll see y'all later. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye.